0: Good day, podcast listeners. This is Rick and Rebecca. Welcome to a little R&R. Yeah, hope you're having an awesome week. And hopefully our conversation last time about worship kind of got some wheels turning. And uh, pray that if God began to point out some people or things in your life that were kind of moving into the idol uh, area or kind of taking maybe more preeminence in your life than necessary or, or healthy, that God's kind of led you away from that to turn towards uh, a refocus on him. Uh, We're going to talk about some other aspects of worship today. Uh, First one being uh, worship is a weapon. And then we'll talk about some examples from scripture of how it defines worship. So one of the things that worship has become in my life, and I think it's true for a lot of us, is that it's a weapon. Yep. And weapon in the sense of, as I worship God, as I acknowledge his power, his greatness... I think some things naturally take care of themselves in yes. my life. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, it's almost like a compass to me huh. where, so? um, when I'm in worship, where I'm really recognizing the goodness of God, the direction in my life is just so much easier. Huh? But when I don't have that proper worship happening, it's so funny how off course I get. Yeah. So how does it give you direction? <laughs> oh, gosh, that is really hard to pinpoint. I think it's because it gives me direction because I am surrendered to his leading. OK. And so I become more sensitive to his leading as opposed to me trying to direct my own self.
0: Oh, that's good. That's it. It may not even be that he gives you specific, hey, Rebecca, do no, this. No, no, You're no. not saying that, right? But it's more your heart gets yes. le- uh, moved towards yes. what he wants. That's really good. Yep.
1: It that's realigns what... you. Yes.
0: So it's a weapon, not in the sense there's uh, necessarily a breakthrough or an answer. No. It just moves you more towards him. Yep. That's where the battle's taking place. Yep. Okay, that's good. Yep. Here's an interesting verse from the Old Testament. Oh, okay, here we, 2 here we go. Second Chronicles twenty twenty two. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies to start fighting among themselves. <laughs> Isn't that just a sweet verse? I love it. Like all they're doing they got is confused. singing. I know. And the enemy like, what happened? And they start fighting each yes. other. Yes. So I wonder if that same kind of thing happens in the spirit realm when we pray and worship is as they began to worship, does God, does God cause like infighting among the enemy's camp?
1: Ooh. Right. Yes. Where
0: they get like, what's happening? There's this worship going on and this is not okay for us. And they start to freak out and and, and fight. I don't know. The Bible doesn't give us a lot of direction about that, but it certainly at least physically happened in the Old Testament. I would imagine it probably happens now. Yes. Can you imagine like we're worshiping God through music in a chapel or something or church? And the enemy is like scurrying around fighting itself because it is so cool. It's like the singles are scrambled.
1: Well, and for some reason, it made me think of like in back in the day when I'd go to concerts. Well, I still go to concerts, just of a very different variety. But um, music being that loud in that setting, when you try and communicate with another person, they can't hear you. This is good. They cannot hear you at all. Like if you've ever been to a concert and you're like, hey, should we move closer to the stage? They're like, what? You're full of rage. You know, like they can't hear you at all or understand what you're saying. But in that setting, if you whisper to a person, they can hear you perfectly fine. Because the the way that the sound waves work, whisper in that loud setting cuts through all the noise. And I feel like this picture in Chronicles is like we worship and it cuts through all the noise and we can hear his whisper and that's how I get my direction then. Huh. Is all the noise gets broken.
0: Okay, so what I was thinking when you started talking is, I wonder, just like if I'm shouting at you in a concert, you can't hear me, if it also drowns out the enemy's voice in Woo! our life.
1: Woo, yeah, buddy. You know? Yes, it does. So
0: that we can hear yes. God's voice more clearly.
1: Come on. That's a sweet
0: metaphor, a sweet picture. Yep. That just like when they worshipped, army started fighting. When, when we, we worship, worship, it drowns, drowns out the, the enemy, enemy confuses on. them, Yeah. and God can speak more clearly. That's a really sweet picture of I worship like it. through music. It's a
1: weapon, for show. Sure. It is a weapon,
0: yeah. And then it also, as you said earlier, realigns our hearts towards what really matters. Because yeah. again, he's magnified in our eyes. It's a refocusing. It's a perspective shift. Yep. So, all of that's probably happening at the same time. Yeah,
1: it's not one or the other. I it's love yes. It, it confuses yes, I the
0: heck out of him. Oh yeah. Okay, that's a really awesome picture of worship. Okay, so we've talked about a bunch of different ways or reasons why. Yeah. So now today, let's talk a little bit about some definitions the Bible gives for obedience. Bring it on. I'm, I'm sorry for worship. Okay. And the first one is that worship is obedience.
1: Yeah, you kind of gave it away. I
0: did. I I <laughs> just can't keep secrets. Cat out of the bag. Right. So the first time the word worship mm. is even mentioned in scripture is in a story that has nothing to do with music or bands or lyrics or songs nope. or lights or smoke or anything, right? Nope. So here's a story from Genesis uh, chapter 22. And this story, every single time I read it, really gets me. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to Abraham, here I I'm sorry. He said to Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Earlier the next morning, Abraham got up and settled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there, catch this. We will worship, and then we will come back to you. So clearly he has no expectation that when he gets to this mountain, there'll be a band and instruments (laughs) and music and screams, right? None of that. None of that whatsoever. No. So the first time worship is mentioned in Bible has nothing to do with music. Right. It's about obedience. Yeah. It's about sacrifice. It's about giving up something, surrendering something. I think that's a really, really important tell from us from scripture of what God means for us to do or even how to think of worship. Yeah. It's not just singing things from our lips. It's actually our heart being directed. Yeah. Okay. so what would you as you hear that story like what? What goes through your mind about obedience?
1: One of the things that I think is the craziest about that story, though, is that Isaac was the one thing that was promised to him. So it's not just that we're willing to be obedient and surrender, but be obedient and surrender even the thing God gave us that he promised. That that cannot take place over the priority he is to have in my heart. So what you're saying is
0: that it's not just sacrificing idols like we talked about last time, no, right? The, Isaac the was not stuff. an
1: idol. Isaac was his promise. Yeah. It's even Isaac the stuff was God his gives purpose. Us. Oh. So like that when the purpose that God has given me takes preeminence over God.
0: Oh, now you're now you're he getting He removes yeah, now you're meddling. that
1: from me and says, Let okay. it go.
0: Okay. Because at that point, that promise or whatever has, has become Uh, an idol over God. Yes. Okay. So even good stuff.
1: Even good stuff, family and ministry and gifts and callings and things that God has promised and hopes and dreams can, if they start taking that place, I then become dangerous.
0: Yeah. How so? Why?
1: Because then I'm grabbing hold of control of the promise. For
0: sure. Or the person. Or
1: the person instead of letting God be God. Yeah. And I've done that way too many times. Okay.
0: So besides the fact that I'm convicted right now, (laughs) thank you. I'm going to guess some podcast (laughs) listeners are as well. (sighs) Some pod people. Because even as we're moving away from the past and God's healing us, we move towards good things. We got to be careful with those good things, too. Yeah. That yes. a, a marriage, a kid, a good job, a nice home. Yep. That those don't take an unhealthy precedence or yeah. priority in your lives. Yes. That's really good. So that you did a perfect job of segueing into this other another Tim Keller quote. Bring it. From this perspective, we see that God's extremely rough treatment of Abraham <laughs> was actually merciful. Yeah, but catch this. Isaac was a wonderful gift to Abraham, but he was not safe to have and to hold until Abraham was willing to put God first. As long as Abraham never had to choose between his son and obedience to God, he could not see that his love was becoming idolatrous. So this this quote, I remember when I first read this quote a few years ago, I'm like, it really, really messed with my heart. I'm like, God, is there something like that in my life that's a good gift? but it's not safe with me until I can give it to you. Yeah. Like, I just love how he describes that. It's not safe for me to have it because yes. I'm putting way too much focus on it. Yeah. But the person or the thing isn't safe either. Yeah. Because I'm putting too much expectation too much. on yeah, it.
1: Yeah. 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 Ooh. Can you yep. think of anything in your life like that? Um, I can think of everything in my life right. like that. Like right. that is like pretty much my whole life. And I think that that realigning of the priority of God first It's amazing how much that's like the hand in hand with my own recovery that I'm seeing that more and more that the ability to let go and have God really do what he wants to do. And my job is radical acceptance Mm -hmm. and surrender.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So remember the last pod we talked about giving up control, like we're not in control. That's how. This ties into that for me. Yep. That when I get something good, I don't want to lose that thing. And so my control tendency comes back.
1: Oh. I've got to hold on to this. I can't let
0: this go. God, don't take it away from me. God, I need this, right? And in, in doing that, I'm trying to take control back, but I'm also putting so much pressure on that thing. Yep. And it's not good. His line is, he was not safe to have and to hold until god came first. Yes. And so as god comes first, that really good gift is a lot safer for us to have, but the thing itself is safer because we're not doing that.
1: Yes. And in 12 steps speak though what you've just described is as soon as we have that relationship with something, then we have expectations on it. 100%. And expectations are premeditated resentments. 100%. Cuz it can't <laughs> it that. can't follow no. through. It no. can't be it can't be all that.
0: So let's think about this uh, the big picture here. So so Abraham's called to give up the promised one, uh, his child. Like he'd waited dozens of years for this kid. So long. And he's way too old to have another one. Like this is this is yep. one and done. <laughs> well, not if you don't count Ishmael, <laughs> Ishmael. I guess, but yeah. yeah. Was so this is now one and done. And so he's called to go offer him surrender him. Yes. This kid represents both His hopes and desires, but also his people's. Yes. And he's willing, without any apparent questioning of God, to go offer as an act of worship this kid. Yep. Which tells us a ton about Abraham, doesn't it? Yes. His faith in God, his trust in God, his surrender. And this is convicting to me every time because it's like, God, again, is there something in my life that I'm holding on to that if you said, hey, Rick— Go sacrifice this. I'd be like, huh?
1: This yep. is a good
0: thing, God. I can't give this up. This is the promise. But He's teaching us, it's it's an all or nothing thing with Jesus. Yep. Here's the whole of me, Jesus. But I'm gonna keep this part. Yep.
1: It yep. just yep. doesn't yep. work yep. that way. Yep. Man. Yep. Can we throw in that side note, though, for those who are listening and going, God is asking for me to kill somebody? (laughs) (laughs) That is not (laughs) Not, the lesson today. Not the lesson. So I want to throw in also (laughs) that there's like a cultural thing that was happening with Abraham and Isaac (laughs) at that time that the... Israelites were surrounded by people who regularly would sacrifice their children to gods, and that that was a kind of a regular practice. So it wasn't out of a cultural norm for Isaac to be asked or sure. Abraham to be asked to do that because it was something that was happening culturally around him. And one of the cool things that we see is that in God saying no, it was the first time that the Israelites had experienced. Mercy and compassion. That's good. Where they were told, I'm actually letting you keep this thing. Yeah. And I'm good. not asking for you. Ooh. Yes, Rick. No, that's that's beautiful. What did you just think, though? I saw that light bulb.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful because I think we think it's about the thing he wants us to surrender. It's actually not. No. It's about our heart. Yes. So when it's not that he's trying to take something away from us. No. He's actually trying to help us enjoy it the best, be the best steward of it, but also keep him first and foremost. Yes. So it's actually a blessing when he says, release this to me, because he actually wants us to be able to receive it as it's supposed to be. As it's supposed to be. And also to keep him first and foremost. That's a really good perspective on it. That goes back to our view of God. If he's a taker or a giver. Say more. So... I grew up thinking he's waiting to punish me, take something away from me, be mean to me. That's not who he is. He's a giving God. So whenever I was giving up something, I viewed it as, oh, he's just taking something else away from me. Oh,
1: That's not what he's doing. No. He wants to
0: give me something better or really, really, uh, truly appreciate what he has given me.
1: Yes. Right.
0: That's a whole different spin on that story. So maybe that's Abraham's view here. Is well, God gave me this, He promised this, He's not going to take him away from me. In fact, Hebrew says that Abraham reasoned in his heart that God would raise him from the dead. So Abraham's oh, wow. fully prepared yeah. to commit everything, knowing that it's going to be okay in the end. He's not actually worried about losing He's him.
1: No matter what.
0: Yeah. He's saying, You want him? Sure, here you go. You'll take care of the rest. Like, that's just ridiculous faith.
1: Yes. Ridiculous <laughs> faith ridiculous faith. Oh. My
0: fear was if I give it up he won't give me that that good thing back. Yes. That's not his motive. Yep. That's mind shifting.
1: Yeah, I think I I thought very similarly and I've just become more increasingly aware everything Jesus has taken from me has been such, something that's been out to kill me. Right. And it's like, once you actually catch that, that's the truth. It's like, you know, oh, he took it from me because it was going to kill me. Because he loves me. Because it was going to kill and me. And he wanted Rick. to give you something better. Yes. And I didn't have room for better as long as I was worser, holding on to
0: that thing. Till the worser got away, right? <laughs> the more worser stuff. The worser. That's so good. So maybe for, for kind of an application of, of this particular podcast, we could say, is there something in your life where you feel like, God's been asking for you to surrender or to let go of it, not even necessarily to get rid of it, but just to give it to him that you feel like you've placed a lot of priority pressure, you know, whatever expectations Expectations. on. Yep. And he's saying, Hey, can you just release this to me and trust me with it? Like, I'm going to guess for our podcast listeners, there's probably some folks who are know exactly what we're talking about. Right now they're going going through this. And so some encouragement from Abraham is to say, okay, God, What do you want? I'm going to, I'm going to release this to you. And I'm going to trust you that as I do that, you're going to take only care of me, but the thing or the, whatever it is I'm letting go today of, because you're going to, you're just a good God and a good giver. I would think there's some of us today who are resonating with this. Yes. What would you say as a closing word to anyone today? Who's like got this struggle with, man, I feel like God wants me to surrender my will, my future, my whatever. And they're really struggling with that.
1: Ooh, I actually want to walk him through the prayer. Do it. Just put your hands out in front of you unless you're driving. If you're
0: driving, keep one hand on away. <laughs> yes. yes.
1: But just go ahead and put your hands out and imagine that one thing that you need to let go of. And that it's in your hands, so you might have to shrink it down. And if you'd be willing, say, God, this now is yours It's not mine, it's yours, and I give it to you. And then keep your hands open and ask him, what do you have for me instead? And let him drop something in your heart. We agree for all that he needs to take from you so that you now have room to receive from him. We agree for that in Jesus' name. That's so good.
0: Yeah. Next time we'll keep our conversation going about worship. We'll talk Woo-hoo! about worship as sacrifice. If you have any questions or comments or thoughts, please feel free to uh throw them in the in the notes, in the in the uh what's the word I'm looking for? In the message section, part of the app. <laughs> yeah.
1: <Woo>. Feedbacks.
0: Feedbacks. <laughs> and we'll talk some more later. In the meantime, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and grant you much, much peace. Talk to you later, guys. See ya.
1: Later.